Hello and welcome to another edition of the Rampant Mumbling Podcast, a podcast of less than 10 minutes, usually recorded in opinion on iOS, out walking the Labradors covering such topics as, well, is anyone else still unsure about Ben Affleck, despite seeing the new Batman vs Superman trailer? And plus, I've had a bit of a cunning plan on some advice for those of you sending out apps for review to people like myself. That and more in less than 10 minutes. This is Rampant Mumblings. Here we go again. I demand more. Smart sound. I want it. I need it. And I'm gonna have it. Here we go again. I'm going to put myself out on a complete limb here and just say, well, I've never seen the appeal of Ben Affleck, if I'm completely honest. Uh, I really don't understand why he's seen as some sort of acting darling and... I don't know, maybe I'm just a little bit tainted with the new version of Daredevil being infinitely better than that abomination he starred in. But I I just don't get it, which made me join the bang crowd of why would you cast him as Batman? For every halfway decent performance such as Dogma, you've then got him appearing in something like Gigi or Geegly, Jersey Girl and of course Armageddon. Now, it's not that I have anything against him, but he just doesn't seem to be a sort of mould that would go into the Batman suit. Now take George Clooney, okay, yeah, that guy did it just because he wanted to step into the Batman suit and he was trying to be George Clooney, being George Clooney in a Batman suit rather than bringing anything to the role. Val Kilmer, Uh, okay, wasn't bad. I don't really think he got the best of scripts to deal with. And of course, everyone's going to be compared to Michael Keaton or Christian Bale. Me, I'm a Keaton man every time, despite the fact he had to wear one of those jaw shield thingies. Of course, I know that I shouldn't be so dismissive. We've only seen like a 30 second trailer containing about five seconds worth of Affleck, but still... Oh, you just can't help but feel like it's once bitten, twice shy putting someone like that into the suit. And in what should be a pretty epic blooming movie, you know, you should really go with like a, a good, established, hard, hard player. And I mean that by hard, by someone who looks like they might have a physical presence actually acting on the screen. Whereas Affleck, I've always felt, is sort of, he strikes me as being very American in his acting, very sort of like, hey, I'm a thespian actor type thing, here's my role, I go completely meta for it, etc, etc. Now, yes, as you probably guessed, I'm no film critic, I'm not a film buff, I'm just going as casual Joe on the street here. I'm also going to be that I'm tainted. Yes, I've read the comic books. Nope, sorry, they're not comic books, they're graphic novels. I read them and the story is fantastic. There are many, many good lines. And if you want to have an idea of what you're going to be in for, although slightly, because I mean, look what they did with uh, Bane in the last few Batman films. It's a brilliant, brilliant read. But now there's a spoiler alert coming up here. So if you don't want to know any spoilers about the film, tune away now. Have you gone? Radio. If they choose to follow somewhat of the path of the graphic novels, Batman does not square up against Superman alone. Did tell you there was a spoiler. If I remember correctly, there was one or maybe two people, definitely one, obviously, but maybe two people that helped him in the fight. That's all right. So now, all of a sudden, you've got a film that's going to sprawl out, trying to obviously fill in a little bit about the Batman story because obviously new actor you think they're going to refresh that or 
maybe going on a different route. Is there going to be another Lucius Fox? Uh, I think there is actually, isn't there? I must go and check that up. See, that's proof that this is completely unrehearsed and unscripted. Then you've got to build in Lex Luthor for a backstory. Uh, then you've got to build in the whole, well, Batman's in Gotham, Superman's in Metropolis. How do those two worlds collide? I know, but I'm not going to uh, spoil that one for you. And all of a sudden, you're starting to get to a film that's good, that might have such a complex makeup like The Avengers that you're going to tend to, unless they do, unless they give it enough time to breathe, it's just going to be everything's going to be forced down, down you and you're not going to have time to enjoy it. I mean, take the rather excellent scene in the last Batman film where Bane breaks Batman. Absolutely stunning bit of cinematography there. It was quiet in the cinema. There was no background score. It was just pure, you know, it's like a fine wine. They'd kind of decanted the scene into the container, let it breathe, and then let it rip. Coming back to Ben Affleck, he doesn't even seem to, well, for, again, this is all from what we've seen, and I know that I'm being judgmental, well, maybe not judgmental, but casting my opinion. He doesn't even seem to have that sort of grimace or menace about him in a trailer that you even get from the, um, the video game. So... Anyway, let's see how it goes. I just wanted to share that because uh, I've, I've been a little bit um, behind on my rampant mumblings the last few days. So anyway, next up, if I had a stinger, it would go here. But I've had an idea for those app developers out there who send out press releases to people like myself and how to get it, well, how to make your app a bit more interesting when it's reviewed. So today I've been reviewing an app called Density, which is a pixel calculator for the Mac. Uh, on a, I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my head around this. Although you have the same space and you design by pixel width and height, you still have to define the density per device. And this calculator basically says, well, if it's this device, you have this pixel density. So it's all kind of like um, how you would create media queries. So when you view something on a MacBook Air with Retina display, it fills the, pin, the pixel density because obviously there's more pixels in that area or the higher resolution in that area. Sorry any developers if I'm really bodging this description up. Please feel free to contact me at Ocean Speed with any corrections. And basically it fills up the gap that you've described but you need to use this calculator to tell you what the sizes are. So this is all well and good. Now they sent me a press kit or a very few sort of lines saying this is the app, this is what it does. And not being sure as you probably guessed about how to use the app or what to do with it, I went off on the internet to take a look. Almost all of the other, in air quotes, reviews used the same paragraph from the press release that he'd sent me. So this got me thinking, well, why is this? Now, obviously, there's some people out there that, are, um, you know, that don't understand fully what it is to use an application like this and how handy it can be. And there's some people out there who think, well, I'm not being paid for this review. I'm just going to write it up anyway. But then you've got the people like me who are actually interested in it. And there wasn't really enough information to sort of give me a technical background into it. So this is why I went off to the internet. I searched for reviews, you know, because you, you, you miss things. Sometimes you want to see things from another journalist's perspective or another website perspective, just to sort of get a grasp on it. Now, granted, the press pack wasn't so much of a press pack. It was, uh, it's quite a short email. The guy seemed really nice. Um, it's over on centralmac.co.uk not the .com, if you want to go and have a read about it. And the app only costs 79p or 99 cents. Now, yes, you could knock up your own spreadsheet, but why bother? You know, if someone's gone to the effort of creating a really nice, really handy, simple to use app, 
go support them. You know, that's what the Mac and the iOS system is all about, having really neat apps that do a really good job, nice and simply. Well, at least in my opinion. So anyway, my handy hint here is, if you're an app developer and you want to get your app noticed, send out press releases, but have two or three. Mix them up a little bit. Try and be creative with your intros because you know, and I'm gonna say about oh, 50, maybe 60% of the reviews that you get out there, they're gonna use paragraphs and text from your app, especially if you're not paying them for it. So if you have three or four different press packs with slightly different images, you're basically controlling your own SEO. And that I think is the best way to look at it. So if you're gonna contact myself or any other sites, just try and jumble it up a bit, you know, put down different reasons why you'd want to use the app. So, because there's nothing worse than when you go and look for some help and advice, all you see is the same text at the same, at the same top of the paragraph on Google search results. So if you think about it this way, it's a good lesson in marketing. Go in, change it up, have a couple of different press packs, take the time to do it because once you start on the press, um, uh, the press tour, you only really have one shot to get it out there. So hopefully that advice is gonna sit well with the developer and uh, we shall see how it goes. With less than 45 seconds to go, all that remains for me to say is that as usual, you can follow all my writings and reviews and ramblings over at essentialmac.co.uk, not the .com. Follow me on Twitter at OceanSpeed. You can subscribe to this very podcast via iTunes and now Stitcher. Yes, I've got listed. And finally, ta-da everybody, until next time.